Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom. What is up, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm creeping a reel. Hey, and we're back to uh, normal setting after a uh, failed attempt at this video from uh, from the actual Tinley Park NARBC. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not with my usual recording equipment, so it's even a little, it's not completely normal, but it's closer than normal. This is, this is true, actually. Yeah, this is true. Um, yeah, Rob is Rob is on vacation. What is that, Rob? <laughs> We're doing a little trip down to the beach. Like we, we basically did Daytona and spent a little bit of time on the beach, but Tristan got a really bad sunburn, so we didn't really get to spend a lot of time on the beach. So mm-hmm. I had a, a three-day weekend this weekend. So there's a really nice aquarium out here that we're going to go check out. And oh, then uh, there's a little spot where we're going to do a little bit of herping and then check out the beach that's out here. But it's crazy. We just, we just did like a little walk on the beach earlier. And the amount of shells that were on the beach, because at Tim, I mean, at uh, Daytona, there was none. There was no shells. And then this place is like every couple feet, there's like full shells. Oh, my God. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah. That's heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying some free time. I don't know what that's like right now. So, <laughs> so Kristen already found a reptile. We've been down here for three hours and she already found a green and all. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I don't think any kind of getaway with you would be uh, a true getaway if there wasn't some reptile element involved. Yeah. She outheard bro. She found it before I did. Dang, getting owned, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so what's up to everybody in the chat? I see there's a bunch of people that are watching this already. Um please just do us a favor, share this video. Um I've been busy as heck, so I haven't had the chance to really promote as much as possible. But uh, give it a thumbs up. Do that, like that, love that, share it please we appreciate you and as always uh if you guys are watching on youtube and you feel so inclined to send us a super chat of course we'll highlight that and uh, talk about whatever you might like to want to talk about um but uh but yeah so we missed you at tinley um it, i i got asked by many many people uh where rob was and why rob wasn't there and i felt like i should have wore a t-shirt that says no rob's not here don't ask <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no we we missed you and uh there's a lot of people expecting you to be there at the next one so <laughs> i've heard i've gotten messages so <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure um but yeah so dude tinley was uh man tinley was a freaking experience i mean okay so let's I guess we'll preface by this. If you don't already know about the Tinley Park NARBC show, uh, NARBC, if you don't know, stands for North American Reptile Breeders Conference. Uh, it's put on by uh, Brian Potter, who we've had on the, sh- the podcast already, and uh, Bob Ashley, who's, uh, I-, I would say, more behind the scenes um, than than Brian Potter is. Uh, but both of the guys, Tinley Park has uh, an over 20-year history uh, in the reptile industry, and 
Um, I would encourage you all to go back a couple episodes and check out the episode we did with Brian Potter. Um, so you can hear a little bit of that history and how NARBC got started and the impact that it's had on the industry for so long. Um, I talked to Brian. So the live stream that I did uh, from the show was on Sunday and it was just as packed as Saturday, which was, yeah, which was insane. Usually if you're familiar with two day shows, if you have two day shows in your area, uh, usually Sunday is a pretty chill day for the most part. Um, And Tinley is typically no different. Uh, And this was insane. Uh, and I pulled Brian over and, and asked him, you know, I was like, hey, man, you know, Tinley's got this 20 year history. It survived this pandemic, you know, this lockdown. We didn't have it for a couple times. And, you know, I'm like, where does this show rank for you? And, and uh, he said e- easily top three as far as numbers through the door and everything. And that's that's huge. You know, it, it really is. Um, I mean, that's do you think about that in 20 years like it's still crushing, man. Like it's still just bumping. Like what? That's so awesome. Um, we raised uh, over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars at the U.S. Arc auction. Uh, I think about thirteen or fourteen hundred of that went to U.S. Arc Florida. Uh, There's about twelve thousand that went to um, Tell Hicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of that went to us arc and it was just over 140 something thousand dollars to us arc and uh for me that's one of the things that makes tinley so special is because that's really when you see the community come together in in the biggest way every year to just throw down you know and uh i will say shout out to chad brown for uh bidding on his now the most expensive xbox in the world <laughs> uh twenty thousand dollars um for that xbox yeah it was great he just kept outbidding himself um it was it was wonderful and uh you know but when you get these people in the room that under that really understand the importance of us arc that's the kind of stuff that happens that's the kind of magic that happens and uh it was truly something to behold so i'm uh for those of you what are listening to the audio only i'm pulling up my phone so that I have uh, picture references, because I may have consumed a large amount of alcohol. Uh, so I don't necessarily remember everything that <laughs> happened. Primarily, like, from auction on is a little blurry. But uh, I have plenty of pictures to uh, reference and uh, <laughs> bring back some of those faded memories. Sunday was absolutely jumping, and yeah, I heard Brian say that it was top three of, of all the Timleys that they put on. This one was top three for the last twenty years, which is incredible. Too. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, imagine that twenty years of doing that show, and this one was like top three. It's like, damn, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, and there were some, some vendors there that had some really great, uh, cash flow come in. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of really high end new projects brought to the table. Um, you know, got out of course the ball Python guys, Justin Kabelka, um, you know, for always bringing cool stuff. Bavu, um, had, uh, some killer animals on the table. One of them I highlighted with, uh, the social media crew from, uh, reach out reptiles with, with Garrett, 
Um, he's, I think he was a spot nose leopard Enchi DG clown or something like that. And it, dude, it was insane looking. Um, yeah, freaking, freaking nuts. Um, also captive bred specialties. Um, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Brock Wagner, excuse me. And, and Winston and, um, Brad Boa, all those guys had insane fire, some cool stuff with the sunset project, um, which for me as a ball Python guy, the sunset project really never caught my attention all that much. I thought it was a cool gene, but didn't really do anything for me. Some of those guys brought some stuff that made me raise an eyebrow or two. And I, I was like, okay, now I see where the, the possibilities kind of lie with this project. So, um, that was cool to see. Shout out to our friend Aubrey, uh, for having some of the baddest retics in the building. It was a pleasure to see. He had one of the uh, pecans with him. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, literally the only pecan in the building um, and a bunch of ocelot stuff. And uh, he was showing me some of the, uh, the other ocelot stuff that has uh, started hatching over there. Some of that phantom ocelot stuff. And he's been posting a bunch of that stuff. Uh, as of late and let me tell you the pictures are insane in person ridiculous like next level whatever whatever the pictures look like times it by 10 that's basically what you're getting which is which is nuts to think about like holy crap (laughs) you know yeah yeah exactly it's like yeah like you and i we've been lucky enough to see the ocelot stuff in person you know, being at nerd and stuff. And, uh, I mean, we've seen some of Aubrey's things and wow. Like if you're getting into retics and you want to work with like mainland stuff and you want to have like a solid future breeding retics of any kind of project, like that's the project you want in on. Cause there's nothing yeah. else going to make things like that. And the, the sheer polymorphism of the ocelot gene, you'll know, you get these animals like Robo and you get, the animals are just totally striped out it's you know um so i think there's so so much potential with that project so shout out to aubrey um for all of that success with that project and like i said for just having the baddest retics in the building hands down um it was so tinley i think uh and i think you'll agree with this too rob is is you know, certainly massive reptile show, but also like giant family reunion. Uh, yeah. it, it's where so many people that you that would never really ever see each other come together. You know, again, for those of you who aren't necessarily sure where Tinley Park is, it, it, it basically Chicago. I think Chicago. So literally the middle of the United States. Well, the mid north part of the United States. Uh, so people from from the East Coast and the West Coast are showing up you know, cause it is kind of middle. Uh, so that provides a really unique opportunity, you know, um, in comparison, to like a show like Daytona where it's all in the Southeast, you know, so anybody coming from Cali, I mean, that's, that's a long haul. Uh, so it's great to, of course, see all the awesome animals. People are doing unveiling some new projects, but it's also just great to see people. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think this show for me offered a lot of those opportunities that um i i can't say that i i've like forgotten because you never really forget the the tinley experience you just forget parts of it but 
<laughs> uh, but you never really forget that Tinley experience. But I feel like every year there's something, there's some extra special element uh, to each Tinley, whether it be like getting to hang out with somebody you didn't get to hang out with the last one or meeting somebody that hadn't been to one in a few years. Um, and I had a couple of those moments. Uh, but one of the ones that stood out to me, um, Rob, I don't know if, if you uh, remember them because uh, you're not the biggest ball python guy. Um, but do you remember uh, the Sloan brothers? Like this, this would be like a throwback to like maybe 15 or so, maybe more years ago. I don't know if I remember. Yeah. So uh, they, so I used to be fairly tight with them over social media years ago when we were kids. And, uh, you know, as time went on, we just kind of generally lost touch and maybe like, I want to say a little less than a year ago, maybe even six months ago, uh, I found their account on Instagram and I was like, Oh man, there's no, is that really, could that really be them? You know, like I wonder and sure as shit it was. And, uh, and Nick uh, was coming to Tinley and I was like, Oh my God, dude, like what? Like we've known each other for all this time and like never really ever met, you know? So like, I'm stoked. That was, that was just a cool moment to me because it's somebody who's, you know, our age, really um you know who as far as ball pythons go like massive massive trendsetters um from back in the day and uh, young you know younger guys uh and it was cool to get the chance to meet him and and chat with him it was it was fairly brief just because he just had a, a baby uh and his wife and baby were at the show uh and they had some other things to do so it was fairly brief but that to me was uh a really cool moment for sure uh oh yeah and uh, always lots of laughs and shenanigans at Tinley. I'm looking at this picture right now, and uh, I'll, I'll show it. <laughs> I'll show it on the computer. Uh, for those who are uh, listening, you'll have to uh, you'll have to check out my Facebook page because I posted this. Um, but Rob, I'll see if if you recognize one of these shoes. <laughs> oh, let's see if I can get this to focus. Oh damn! What? <laughs> so, so that that shoe, oops, right there, that's the yeah. Chad Holker shoe. <laughs> oh, I could, I could tell. <laughs> uh, so it was great to see uh, Chad and Steve from Steve's Morris. Uh, them they were next to each other, so it was just cool. They're like looking at each other's shoes, and they're like, "Oh, we got to get a picture of this." So I just like sneaked my phone over the table and was like, "This is great." So I posted that photo, and I just said, "It was great to see Steve and Chad." <laughs> I don't think I got pictures. Well, no, I did get pictures with them, but not on my phone. It was on their phone. But um, but yeah, that was that was quite interesting for sure. <laughs> There's. What's all around you, almost everywhere you look, and makes your life better? Birds. Learn all about these beautiful creatures in this wonderful new podcast called Birds of a Feather Talk Together. Two experts guide two newbies on their journey to learn more. Mallard ducks, ivory-billed woodpeckers, Hawaiian honeycreepers, Blue Jays, Cardinals, Sandhill Cranes, and more. Each week we discuss a different bird, 
and walk away with a better understanding of the birds all around us. Oh, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Listen now. You're going to like learning about these birds. I guarantee it. All right, I was just say that uh, I, I was going through some old pictures uh, yesterday, and I found a picture of me and Kathy Love from the first time that I went to Timley. And it was so weird because, like, we're friends we're friends on social media. I don't ever, like, think about that. And I was like, oh, damn, it's still and Kathy Love over this. And she was like, oh, hey, Rob. And I was like, what? Dude, okay. So literally perfect seg- segue. Uh, so I had two of those moments uh that weekend and i po- i posted about it because it just kind of it blew me away um same same ordeal knew knew these two guys on social media i've done business with one of them um talked with the other one briefly but but never met them didn't really know them it was always just very quick casual conversation and that was mike wilbanks and oh, yeah. and mark bailey and yeah. Uh, I went to went to introduce myself to uh, Mark at the bar, and uh, I was like, you know, Mark, just want to introduce myself. You know, really love love what you've done with ball pylons. You know, blah blah blah. I'm so and so. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know who you are. How's Kevin? And I <laughs> was like, heck yeah, man, <laughs> like that's cool. Um, and then uh, saw Will Banks. I think it was the the next day, or, or maybe it was even earlier that day. Again, timeline's a little skewed. Um, but I uh, saw Mike walking past me, and and uh, I stopped him, and I was like, "Hey, man! Like we, you know, we we've talked a couple times." Kevin, the fuck? Oh yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, how's it going, man? And I, I was just like, "Man, that's that's just <laughs> cool, man!" Like to me, that that just kind of geeked me out. Like you, you and I have been in this a while, and and we we've been really lucky to meet a lot of the ogs and pioneers over the years but when it comes to somebody that like you never met outside of social media and then like they recognize you mm-hmm. like man you're like i've read your books like uh <laughs> you know what i mean like this is so crazy you know we had that moment with ron st pierre at daytona like it was crazy and and he was he was also at tinley which shocked the heck out of me um mm-hmm. that hurricane ian had just you know been through florida just before um yep. and uh you know luckily he uh avoided a fair bit of damage um which was good but he still said it was it was brutal it was de- certainly not kind as as we're all aware um yeah. but yeah like those moments dude there's there's just something about that man and then there's also the element of like who's that old guy that you know said sorry guys but who's that old guy that like just came up to you and why are you like geeking out about it you know for those people who just don't know you know and it's like man you have no idea why I'm geeking out like yeah. yeah when greg maxwell followed me on instagram he just got an instagram and i was like bro are you kidding me right now yeah yeah i got dude i got to meet greg it was v- very brief but i got really? to meet yeah, he was there. I was like, ah, it was literally just a high and by thing. It wasn't anything real. Like I didn't officially uh, introduce myself like I would have liked to have. But man, that was cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was uh, it was also great to see guys like uh, Gary Shavino and Bill Stegall and um, Marshall Mendez. It was great to see those guys again um, and talk a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bill and I 
uh, happened to be staying at the same hotel. So Saturday night after we were all leaving the bar, he was like, hey, you're at the you're at the Hampton Inn, right? I was like, yeah, he's like, me too. I need a ride. <laughs> I, was like, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. There was a lot. There was a lot of time for hangs. Um, I was able to have some, I'll say, in-depth conversations with with some folks um partly through intoxication but um that i necessarily wouldn't have normally spoken to but uh i'm glad that i did if that makes sense like i still remember having those conversations and i'm like yeah you know what i'm glad i'm glad that talk happened and i'm glad what was said was said and i'm glad that there can be like motion past that um yeah 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 so and there's there's a I think there was a couple conversations I'll, I'll have to fill you in on because I'm sure you're aware of, of one in particular, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, um, that was cool just from like personal standpoint, like that was cool. Um, got to geek out over Nick Mutton's book yet again, cause that was on the tables, uh, and certainly utilized it being at the tables to drag people over to it and be like, look, that's my picture. I'm, I'm, I'm in that book. <laughs> <laughs> am i cool yet jeremy's like i took the liberties and signed every single book over my picture <laughs> exactly exactly well then it was funny because i forgot who who it was behind the table we were talking because i'm like man you know you think i sent this man some pictures you think i could get a free copy of the book and they were like no no that's why he asked you for pictures so you'd buy the book <laughs> yep <laughs> yes taylor Taylor was 100% subjected to that as we saw, as we saw, the, I'm like, oh, I got pictures in that book, man. <laughs> that's for me. That's another one. Like I've known Nick for a long time over social media and I I've been lucky enough to meet him a couple of times when he's come over to the East coast. Um, but coming up being the Morelia geek, like Nick was the almighty carpet guy you know um so for me that's just super cool to be able to be like hey man i know this guy now but i know him well enough that he reached out to me and asked me for pictures that are now in his book you know the only other time that's ever happened was with uh stefan Broghammer from germany when he was doing the ball python book out there i sent him pictures of things back in the day um so I've been, been in a couple couple books here and there, you know, just, just the, little, the little books, you know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just a cool feeling, man. Like, come on, t- tell me when, when you were freaking 15 years old, if you could tell if you could go back and tell yourself now, like, hey, you're going to meet Kathy Love and she's going to know who you are one day. You'd be like, dude, get the hell out of here, man. There's no <laughs> that's possible you know and then it happens and you're like son of a bitch like that's yep. the coolest freaking moment ever like hands down and you're gonna talk about that shit forever <laughs> mm-hmm. literally kevin kathy love tom Field, like ron st pierre come on now yeah yeah exactly like these are our legends and and the crazy thing is like we talk about the industry now being so so large and you know versus back then but the crazy thing is man there were a lot of people keeping reptiles it just wasn't publicized as as much as it is now you know and there's guys like you know hank molt and like all these other people that like we don't you don't ever hear about you don't ever know uh, unless you're in that circle you know and then it's like man i I gotta meet that guy one day like holy crap you know 
Um, so to have these moments is, dude, it's mind blowing. And it's so funny because these guys just are in some cases wandering around a show like Tinley and you'd never know unless, you know, you'd never know. Um, so Brian Barchek was, uh, at Tinley on Saturday, um, which oh, was yeah. a, a shock to a lot of people, but, uh, he's, uh, in partnership with Redline Shipping. Um, so he came out to uh, show his support uh, to Robin Markland. And um, Lori was there, and both Jays were there, and Mike was there. And uh, it was cool. And people people were like, wait, what? Brian's here? What? What's going on? What, what's happening? Um, <clears throat> but uh, it was cool to see him in back in the show scene. And, and uh, you know, I, I overheard somebody asking Lori if she was enjoying the show. And she was like, yeah, this is great. We're not hide behind a table. We should have been doing this years ago. <laughs> For real. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Tinley's like, Tinley especially, I feel that show where it's like, man, you want to get up and walk around, but like you are, unless you have staff, you are stuck behind that booth, man. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, it was it was fun. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'm referencing a couple more pictures here. Um, this was a wonderful auction item, courtesy of uh, Ryan McVeigh. Uh, well, I think there was one auctioned off, but Ryan was also selling them. Um, I'm going to show this again in the screen, and sadly, you guys will have to uh, look at that, look at it otherwise. I don't know if you can read that, Rob. I can't now. It says uh, Saint Goss, and it's just a, a painted image of Phil <laughs> on a candle. <laughs> it was wonderful. Ryan came up to my table and put it on there, and uh, and I didn't know what was happening. Like, I didn't say anything. I was just like, "This is, this is impressive." And then <laughs> he came and took it back, and I was just like, "I don't know what's going on," but but I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it was impressive it was impressive um and in tandem with that um now we don't have to keep it under wraps because it's already happened uh but after the uh lacy act amendments had gotten pulled from the america competes act there was a big uh push by guys like matt edmonds and mike stefani um, and a handful of other people to uh get something together for phil um as just an appreciation for all of the work that he does you know i mean i'm not and uh, i don't really envy his job whatsoever you know and the amount of work that that he has to do and uh you know we always tell him that we support him and and we we've got his back and tinley's certainly a showcase of that but we wanted to take an opportunity because again this is probably what this the third time we've had you know a run-in with Lacey act amendments on on the federal level and it's been squashed you know and that's um you know a testament to phil's tenacity um you know at, at doing his job so a whole bunch of us got together matt had this wonderful uh plaque made um that was basically just like the, the one word to describe phil is is tenacity you know he, he's tenacious um and i was just I, I forgot what the official title was like human of the year or something um but uh we did that uh mike stefani put together these two massive shadow boxes that uh we filled with stickers from reptile people all over uh the place 
reptile talk was was one of those stickers um <laughs> uh just to show all the people that are supporting him and then there was a, a pour in of people with uh just thank you notes and and cards and stuff like that and uh you know phil being being phil was like you know i i do i do this again even without all these accolades and whatever and we're like we know and that's why we're doing this like because we love you and we appreciate you um so that was a special moment I, i've got a video of that whole ordeal and uh, i'll post that at some point probably in the next couple of days just to uh to push it so shout out to phil we'll have him on the podcast again soon um and also in tandem with us arc stuff us arc florida reps were there um elizabeth and daniel parker flew up from florida um again not expecting that after literally just dealing with hurricane ian a few days before um mm-hmm. but it was great to see both of them both in, in great spirits even after everything that went on and uh we're just out having a great time at tinley um i filmed uh, a quick thing with again with the reach out reptiles guys with daniel and it was he was totally not expecting it uh, so it was even more perfect because he didn't know what the heck was going on, but <laughs> shout, out, shout out to you, Daniel, for being a team player. <laughs> it came out really good. Um, but yeah, Ooh, we got, we got our first super chat, uh, bionic Benny. It was great to see you at Tinley, bro. Rob's fun to go to Tinley or animal con. So I can finally meet you. The only person on my list of famous reptile YouTubers to meet. <laughs> yeah. Infinite. Infinite. <laughs> yeah benny benny made it very clear to me that he was highly upset you weren't there rob so he was, uh, he was like this is i was supposed to meet rob and he's not here and god <laughs> oh. <I'm sorry. laughs> that's what we'll get you a shirt for next october that's like i missed last year don't hate me i'm here today like, I'm here. yeah <laughs> oh gosh um, but yeah, Benny, it was great to see you, man. I'm, I hope you had a great time uh, at the show. Uh, it was great to see people like Dave Kaufman and Brian Cusco. Um, been far too long since I've seen both of those guys. Um, so I bummed have... that I missed Cusco. What's that? I said I'm so bummed that I missed Brian Cusco. Listen, so <laughs> so the dinosaur. Cus- the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I need I need everybody to understand. If you follow me uh, on my music Instagram, I I posted a story about this because uh, reptile people really don't give a crap about microphones, but musicians do. Uh, so Brian was doing interviews uh, for Triple B TV and and stuff, and uh, he <laughs> the microphone was in the mouth of a dinosaur toy, and. I saw him walking around and I'm like, why does he have this? I didn't know there was a microphone in it at first. It's like, why is he just carrying around this, this freaking rubber dinosaur? Like, I don't get it. Is there a joke behind? Like, what is going on? <laughs> then, uh, then he showed me it was a microphone and I'm like, this is amazing. And when we went to do our interview, I could not handle having a T-Rex microphone put in the face interview style like it would be at his face and he would say something and ask a question and then hand it to me and hand it back and i couldn't take it seriously and he told me like me and vin russo and maybe one other person that had any sort of like 
outward reaction towards it. And I was like, well, yeah, we're musicians. So I think that makes sense, actually. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, and then I'm like, there's no way nobody else reacted to it. And then he like said something into it and handed it off to a random person. And they just talked into it like it was nothing. And I'm like, how are you not reacting <laughs> to somebody shoving a T-Rex in your face? Like very close to your face. I just, okay, that's <laughs> okay. It's, I don't know what else to say. It uh, it was very interesting, but it <laughs> it was great to see Brian Cusco. Um, there's some shenanigans. Uh, of course, he sat at the table with uh, myself and Rich Crowley and his wife, um, and a few other people, uh, and we we just we had a blast. And uh, Dave Kaufman popped over. It was it's always fun to see Dave. And uh, I have this very interesting eight-second video clip of Dave Kaufman wearing a giant piece of bubble wrap around his wrist, and he's just kind of hitting Brian Cusco in the shoulder with it, very nonchalantly. Uh, it's you know, you know, just Tinley, Tinley things, Tinley things. Um, it was also really great to see Matt Edmonds. So uh, if. Yeah. So if you don't know Matt Edmonds, you've definitely never been to a Tinley. Um, I love Matt to death. <clears throat> he has some of the most amazing energy. He is a go getter. And uh, when he puts his mind to something, it's happening. And, uh, you know, like I said, he was one of the guys that was right on getting this stuff together for Phil. And uh, it was just great to hang with him. He is a party animal. So just be prepared to get roped into something. Uh, but I absolutely love that about him. <laughs> every chance i get to uh to see matt is uh is wonderful and uh from what i remember and it's uh (laughs) that should tell you everything that you need to know right there um i have uh a wonderful video i'll I'll, uh i'll show i'll show rob and anybody watching uh, a, a very short of it but i realized i took this video <laughs> until a couple days later <laughs> it's just uh us at at bar just moving a lot i don't know what's happening trying to understand it and then and then that guy got behind us and i don't know what i don't know what happened after that but it uh that if that didn't sum up every experience with matt edmonds <laughs> saucy that's the only word to describe that (laughs) yes (laughs) um yes i also have uh (laughs) so one of the things that was auctioned off uh was a a rc like a little rc truck um like for young kids or whatever and uh bob vu one said truck uh, and then Sunday morning, proceeded to drive inside the RC truck around to the aisle, and uh, I just look and like his legs are like hanging over the front of it. And he's like slumped in it. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening right now. I need coffee, but this is a great way to start the day. That's <laughs> you know what he should have done. He should have taped his phone to the front of it, and then did a time lapse video of him driving around. <laughs> That would have been amazing, actually. I'm sad that didn't happen now. <laughs> I know what I'm 
doing Nick Tinley. There you go. A hundred percent plans are being made. Um, let's see who else was there. A bunch of the carpet guys were there. Casey Cannon, uh, Clay Emerton, Billy Hunt, uh, Jason Hood, a whole bunch of guys. Um, it was great to see all of them and chat with all of them. And in fact, Casey shared a photo of, uh, I think it was me. Let me see. I think, I, yeah, I've got it right here. It's Billy Hunt, uh, myself, Casey and, uh, and Clay from Tampa Snakes. And uh, I, I don't know what's ha- There are four very different things happening with each one. <laughs> you know? uh, and he shared it and he was like, I think this is the best photo from any Tinley ever. And I will certainly agree. Yeah. I will- <laughs> yeah. You know the exact one I'm talking about. <laughs> it was, it was fun for sure. Um, back to meeting people for the first time. Uh, there were three other people that I got the chance to meet. I'm literally scrolling through photos, so that's why it's coming back this way. Um, three other people that I got to meet. <clears throat> uh, one of them was Gavin from Balls to You in the UK. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and his lovely wife. Um, getting the chance to meet with them, talk with them. We went out to dinner. We had, had a great time. He is absolutely wonderful. Um, and we definitely got to get him back on the podcast. He wants us to go to the UK and do some herping in the UK. Find some European adders. Yeah, I think European adders are kind of cool. I want to see some natural scenes, the, the um, European grass snakes. Are like those. Okay. Cool. So here's the thing. So he was like, yeah, you know, he's like, we got like grass snakes and, and whatever, but we've, we've got, we've got an adder. You know, and I was like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you, you guys have some, you guys have some cool stuff. I'm like, but I said, Gavin, here's what you need to realize, bro. <clears throat> we live in the U.S., so we're never going to see that unless we go there. So it would just be cool to go there, you know, yeah. and do that. And simultaneously, uh, we want to get some folks together and do a herp trip in the U.S. and have him come uh, here and hit a bunch of different parts. So I think that both of those things would be very cool. Um, so I think, uh, I need to reach out to him and maybe we can start a group chat and try to plan for that, um, for all of those things, for everything, just because, um, so that was, uh, that was one person. Well, technically two people because of his wife, uh, who is absolutely wonderful as well. Um, and then two people that I, I knew were going to be there but I didn't know when I was going to run into them and then was still very shocked when I finally ran into them just because they, they're great people. Uh, but Austin and Jaffe from mutation creation, um, all the way up in Canada. Um, yeah, they came down. Billy wasn't there cause he's a bum, but, uh, <laughs> but it was great to see both of them. Great to meet both of them. And uh, it was another one of those moments where, you know, uh, Austin and Jaffe both, to, both used to watch my old YouTube content back in the day. Um, they both know Lenny and used to watch Lenny's content back in the day. They didn't know that I knew Lenny as well as I do and that I live with him. So it's like, yeah, dude, we're all so much more connected than you're aware. Um, <clears throat> but it was great to meet them and hang with them. Super wonderful, super nice. Um, we got the invite to go to Canada. So that's, uh, I think, Rob, I think we might need to do some traveling soon, my friend. <laughs> Well, I was listening to um, NPR, and they were talking to Nipper Reed and International Snake Day over there. He was ta- talking about that expo, 
and they have three different halls, and one of them is just a venomous hall. And he said there was like between 60 and 100 vendors there with venomous snakes. And I'm like, bro. Oh, man. I lose my mind. I just spend all day just staring at stuff. Right? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be amazing. Sheesh. Yeah, that would be <clears throat> that would be epic as hell. Holy crap. <laughs> I'd be bummed because I know that there's no way I'd be able to import or get some, some of that stuff back into the U.S. Of course, of course. But I bet you it's the worst part of it all. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst part of it all is like seeing it and then realizing like, ah, I will never see it again. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, let's see, seeing other fun people. It was great to see and hang out with uh, Rich Crowley. Um, <clears throat> Dan, Rich. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rich is great. Dan Megano was there. It's always fun to see Dan. Uh, mm-hmm. It was cool to see. I, I popped over to his table briefly uh, during the live stream there. Uh, good to see Elijah and see some of his insane freaking blood pythons. How about uh, that pie? That it was really cool to see that pied in person. Um, <clears throat> seeing the pictures, it, it's it's a very different animal seeing it in pictures versus seeing it in real life and how those colors have worked. And especially now that they've aged a bit, some of those other colors are starting to come in. And uh, certainly far from red, <clears throat> but uh, wow, just a really, really pretty snake. And uh, I'm excited, to certainly excited to see what Elijah is going to do with it, but also just excited to see what all the other people are going to do with it that that have in on that project. Um, so that was great. It was great to see uh, one of our biggest uh, supporters of the podcast, Mike Stefani. Hell yeah. Uh, it was so great to see him and, and talk with him. And um, I've got a picture of uh, myself with him and, and Robin Marklin from Redline. And uh, it was just great to see to see him and, and chat with him. And he was another one who was like, where's Rob? You know, but uh, but yeah, certainly, certainly good to see them. Um, and then I saw a comment. I just want to highlight just because I did see Joe there. Um, Scottish Rob. <laughs> asked uh, if I saw the NFI albino boas at JPC's table. And uh, yes, I 100% did. I've known Joe for a long time. Um, the NFI project, I've, I've seen it, uh, not from its inception, but I saw it w- while he was figuring it out. It's a very, very cool project um, and the history behind that. I think um, Jeff Ronnie at the boa file helped him make the description and like really like break down everything on it. Um, it is a cool animal for sure um <clears throat> with joe was also our our friend adam harris um it was great to see adam so adam <clears throat> i ran into him uh the last time i was up in new hampshire this past time uh the new hampshire reptile show was going on so i popped over uh to see folks because i haven't been up there in a while and adam shaved his goatee and what? yes I did not recognize that. I walked past his table probably about 20 times. And I'm like, I know he's here. He's always here. And I finally saw him at his table. And I was like, you're not Adam. You're <laughs> someone else who sounds like Adam. Uh, but it was, it was, I was just like, dude, I didn't recognize you. And I walked your table like a hundred times already, man. You got to give us a memo that you've changed your appearance. <laughs> of us can't handle change that well (laughs) but uh 
yeah, it was it was a phenomenal show. I've gone way over time here, so uh, we're going to take a break and uh, run our sponsor ad, uh, Black Box Cages. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes, guys. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures. You can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating. Along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat-packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or subadult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. Bam! You guys, oh, that was that was smooth, Rob. <laughs> uh, you guys already know the deal. Go check out Black Box Cages. Get yourself a cool cage. And uh, check out everything they've got going on. They're always uh, updating stuff. They've got newer stuff, uh, newer products and uh, options, cage options on their website. So go check them out. Um, All the links are in the description of uh, both this video. And if you're listening to audio only, then on the audio only version as well. Um, And yeah, go tell them we sent you. It ain't changing nothing, but tell them we sent you. No, but uh, but we love you guys down at Black Box. Uh, at some point, I still need to get down there to uh, film a video for YouTube uh, at their place because I want you guys to see they've been our, our year-long sponsor, and uh, we're incredibly grateful to them. And uh, I, we want you guys to see what uh, what you're getting when you when you buy an enclosure from them. It's a wonderful family-run company, and they absolutely crush it. So. Uh, in the very near future, we'll be highlighting them uh, in a YouTube video. So stay tuned for that. Um, so before I continue with Tinley's shenanigans, uh, I just want to give a, a birthday shout out to uh, our friend uh, Kevin McCurley, the evil morph god at Nerd. It's his uh, 1,000th birthday today. And uh, <laughs> I would encourage you all, if you have not already, go to his Instagram and see the wonderful cake that has been made uh, for him by his friends, uh, courtesy of uh, Mikey at Ants Canada. It is absolutely wonderful. And 
Yes, I will leave it at that. I will not spoil that surprise if you have not seen that photo already. He has posted it. I just saw that Mikey just posted about it. So go uh, go check that out. That's why I'm talking about it. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so shout out to you, Kevin. Love you, dude. I hope you have a great day. I uh, I spoke to him earlier, and uh, he was he was like, it sounds like you're at a reptile show. And I was like, I am. And he was like, why do you keep doing that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, Mr. Doom and Gloom, I'm not calling you for this. I'm calling you to say happy birthday. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so go uh, go wish Kevin a happy birthday on his most recent uh, Instagram post. I know he's been getting blown up from people all over the place, so he does appreciate it. Big shout to Kevin. Big happy birthday, man. Yeah. Hope Heck you yeah. enjoy it. Heck yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure we all, uh, any wishes that come through here, I'll make sure that everybody wished him a happy 1,000th birthday and uh <laughs> many more to come <laughs> what is up uh i hope your day at charlotte repticon went well look forward to the carolina herb society event remember to hit that like y'all yes hit that like hit that like button do it please we appreciate it and uh, also if you're listening on apple podcasts leave us a review leave us a review and a comment we would love to hear from you guys uh we used to ask you that all the time um, and we haven't asked you in a while, but please feel free to do so. We've got uh, quite a few, actually, and uh, and we love all the support from you guys. So, again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us uh, a rating and a comment. Um, if you don't like this, then don't say shit. But if you love us, <laughs> type type all that you want. Um, yeah, the Charlotte Repticon is this weekend. Um, so, obviously, I'm home right now because Charlotte's not very far away, which is nice. Thank God. Um, but, uh, yeah, having a great time there. Great, uh, to see some, some local people, uh, cause I've been away for so long. So it's just great to see, see folks and hang with folks. Um, it's a little bit of a slow show, but, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I'm going to highlight this. So, uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim spilled the beans here, but <laughs> so what? <laughs> Speedo birthday cake Kevin posted. <laughs> so the guy in the Speedo is uh, Mikey Bustos uh, from Ants Canada. And Kevin loves Ants Canada. Um, when uh, I when we were there, he was he would always talk about it. And, and we're like, Ants Canada, what are you talking about, dude? Um, I've since checked out some of their videos. And, and Mikey is very good at what he does. I will tell you that. And his content creating is is second to none, really. Um, but he is also a fitness guru, actor, musician, like all this stuff. He does parody music videos and things. And, uh, he did, uh, a parody video to the, uh, Justin Bieber song Despacito. Uh, mm-hmm. and the parody is called I wear speedos, um, which is amazing. Um, <laughs> I think it got like a few million views. Uh, it's, it's quite entertaining, but, uh, so Kevin really likes Mikey. They got the chance to meet, uh, at animal con and some of, uh, his friends reached out to Mikey and we're like, we want to, you know, we're going to see Kevin on his birthday. We want to fall. Can we borrow a photo of you in a speedo to put on a cake? And <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Um, a little glimpse into the reptile industry humor. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so go check that out. If you want to see what that looks like, if you don't want to see what that looks like, 
feel free to not look, but uh, Mikey's not a bad looking guy for anybody that's like, oh, that's horrible. It's uh, he's not a bad looking guy. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's uh, it's definitely not uh, Snake and the Fat Man in a Speedo. <laughs> it's not seen Speedo, thank God. <laughs> oh man, that would be woof. That would be something. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually, I would love to get Mikey on the podcast uh, at some point, maybe. I, th- I think that would be uh, interesting for any people out there who also like insects. Um, he's uh, incredibly knowledgeable about uh, about the ants that he works with and and a lot of how that, that stuff works and uh, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't watching his videos periodically because every once in a while I see one pop up and I'm like, I want to know what he has to say. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it, they're quite interesting. So I, I think uh, and I talk to him from time to time. So it would be cool to to maybe get him on an episode. Um, but OK, back to Tinley insanity. Um, so. Here's the thing, guys, if you're going to go to Tinley, there's one way to go to Tinley. And that is by accessing it with a VIP pass. And here is why. It's the only way. It's the only way. So the VIP pass gets you in on Friday during vendor setup. It also gets you in early on Saturday before general admission, which is great. So usually the way I go about the day, um, and Rob, you can tell me how, how you do it because I've been talking for this entire hour. And um <laughs> But uh, basically, Friday, I take that time to pop in quickly, see some folks. And I usually just kind of scout where people are going to be, like where their tables mm-hmm. are and everything. And then, uh, you know, if if people set up quickly, then I go hang and I'll talk. And I'll usually stay for most of that time on Friday to start getting first glimpses of stuff as it's coming out onto the table. Saturday. Uh, if I'm going to buy anything Saturday morning, I now know exactly where I got to go, you know, um, so I can make the beelines and, uh, you know, or if there's somebody I wanted to see that was like unpacked and got the heck out, then um, <clears throat> I'll go see them early on on Saturday. And uh, this year, VIP opened at 730 a.m. instead of the usual 9 a.m. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people that had VIP passes, which is amazing. But that is the way to do Tinley. So is that pretty much the same for you, Rob, the way you kind of handle the, those first two days? Yeah, you got to. Uh, for Friday, basically, just like hang out and uh, talk to people, kind of scout out where everybody's hanging out at. And then Saturday, like I try and get in early and then like really hit the tables that if people weren't set up or finished by the time that uh, I was there. Uh, the day before, I try and hit all the things that I, I think might have what I'm looking for or uh, stuff that I wanted to see while I'm at the expo. And then, uh, you know, on Sundays, Sunday's usually the casual day, but this year it looks like it was not very casual. It was not very casual, dude. It, it's it's still mind-boggling to me that Sunday was that busy. Um, yeah, sheesh. It was, it was really crazy cool to see that. Um, it was it was also cool to see, uh, you know, like I, I made mention to earlier, you know, there were a, a quite a, a, a good amount of vendors that had very successful shows financially, um, which is always good to see. You know, obviously, it's an expo <clears throat> as much as we love hanging out. Vendors are coming to sell animals and make money. 
um, you know, if that's what the business is about. And, uh, you know, nobody likes going to a show as a vendor and not making any money. Sometimes it happens. It is what it is. But uh, it was really good to see some folks, especially folks who deserve it. They've been putting in that 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 sweat equity. <clears throat> um, so it was really good to see some of those guys get uh, some of what they deserve, you know, in, in, in a good way. <clears throat> you know, like, again, guys like Bob Food that, you know, just totally crushed that weekend. Um, you know, it was really, really great to see. And um, it was impressive. It was certainly impressive to see. And a lot of us have been talking, you know, like state of the economy and blah, blah, blah. And sales are going to slow down a little bit. Tinley was not a representation of that at all, in my opinion, um, from what I gathered from most vendors, you know. Um, and that was certainly reassuring, you know, because I, I think without going into all the nonsensical um, stuff about uh, the economy, seeing uh, seeing people go from talking about, oh, you know, the economic downturn is kind of going to be a, a player in, you know, sales and how well they well or not well they are to seeing people literally dishing out tens of thousands of dollars at the drop of a hat without an attempted negotiation. Uh, I think maybe flipped a switch for a lot of people where they were like, Hey, you know what? It's not going to be as bad as it was in 2008, 2009. We were basically sitting on animals we had available for over a year. Um, you know, and that, that was quite frustrating. So I think that was a good thing to see. Um, and again, just happy that it was happening with some, some of the good guys out there that are really just out there grinding, doing their thing and, uh, and putting in the work, you know, it's, it's nice when your hard work pays off for sure. Um, speaking of hard work paying off, Rob, how are baby scrub pythons? This is a little deviation, but I'm very curious to know. They're doing good so far, honestly. Um, they've been just chilling. I had one of them shed, one of the twins shed first before all the rest of them and <laughs> I'm just waiting for the rest of them to have their first sheds. And one of them ate. Um, I'm I'm trying a couple different types of food items just to see what they're interested in. But it's funny because when I post a picture of the baby scrubs, like I had posted a picture of like all of them when they came out, when they had all hats, and I picked up a big ball of them, and they're all crawling all over my arms. And people are like, wow, you're not bleeding. They're not biting the crap out of you. And I'm like, these are Janet's babies. These are like prophetic offspring. These are not your regular scrub pythons. And like, I had the first one that hatched out of the egg when I opened up the tub to when they were still in the nest tub or whatever, the incubation tub. The first yep. one that hatched, when I first opened the top, it struck at me one. Since then, none of them have struck at me or looked at me sideways or tense up or anything. They're all just super, super chill. That is yeah, that's amazing. And I know you're you're spoiling crap out of them. It's all I love seeing you post pictures of them and little video clips and stuff. So, it's, dude, you're gonna have a group of Janets, and I think that's freaking phenomenal. Yeah, and I've only had 85 people message me about trying to buy one. <laughs> only 85. I would have expected you to be in the triple digits by now. <laughs> oh, I got a, 150 people who tried to add me on Facebook after I posted pictures. Of course, of course. Yeah, that's how that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Um, Christina, is it? Because he also attaches third clutch to Barnett. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I got to talk. It was good to see him and Des at uh, at Tinley as well. I got the chance to talk with them. Their whole area was very, very swamped all weekend. So 
I, uh, I didn't get to spend as much time with them as I wanted to, but uh, it was still good to see them and chat with them a bit. And yeah, Steve was telling me about uh, what's going on Scrubwise over there. And there's some exciting stuff. And Rob, we definitely got to get you to uh, Indiana yeah, to see that. Yeah, you got to see that stuff. Um, but shout out to Christina. Is it best uh, to buy early via VIP or wait for Sunday deals? Um, as for like for purchasing for purchase, I, I assume, um, you can wait for Sunday deals, uh, but there's not always deals happening. Yeah. There's not always deals happening. It, it's Tinley is definitely one of those places where it, it's not, um, I mean, I'll just blatantly say it. It's not a Repticon. These people that are vending Tinley park are vendors that they're making money you know, this is what they do. So they're not in a rush to liquidate or move things. Um, and most of those guys are not slashing prices on, uh, on a Sunday, you know, they're not really doing any kind of deals. You get a couple guys that do, um, but like the, the stuff that you would be like, ah, you know, I, I really want that, but let me see if I can get it. Just get it. Just get it. Cause it's yeah. going to be buy things like literally i remember walking around to me and there's a couple things that i was like staring at and i was like man i kind of want to get that and i waited too long and literally i walked by i walked one more round around the expo come back and it's sold and i was like ah crap <laughs> like yeah it's uh yeah it's it's uh yeah if you want it exactly yes if you want it buy it immediately you know and because you know what at those at those times especially if you're in on friday or early saturday you know, you get that time <clears throat> before the chaos of general admission is there. Hey, man, you know, can, could you do any better on the price? You know, before it gets super hectic, you know, um, it's it's honestly yeah. better to do it that way. Because Sunday, especially with how this Sunday was, it was chaotic. There was no and there's no early admittance on Sunday. Everybody gets in at the same time on Sunday. So um, being able to. uh get that first dibs essentially on stuff is is really key you know but sunday is in some instances total chaos and then a lot of those guys are leaving and driving back home sunday night or like very early monday morning so they want to break down and either hit the road or go to sleep before they have you know anywhere from an a 6 to 15 plus hour drive you know, back to wherever they came from. So Sunday is, uh, is not the best day, <laughs> you know, yeah. if it, some people will be willing to work with you if they have got, if they didn't sell as much as they wanted to, but I don't like banking on them not selling out because sometimes people do and they're just like, you know what? I like it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are definitely some guys are like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I made what I needed to make. And that's, um, that's it. <laughs> that's it they don't they don't care about making that extra you know thousand dollars or or whatever you know it doesn't mean as mean as much um you're on the hunt for rhinos rhino rat snakes rhino iguanas actual rhinos um <laughs> uh yeah i mean there's there's definitely definitely some folks i i would hit up uh either rob or i because I'm, I'm sure we know some folks that are uh in those veins producing some of that stuff um that's right yeah. check out terry burwell i think he's producing some this year terry burwell yeah 
yeah yeah sure um yeah it uh so also just kind of wrapping things up as we come towards the end uh great to see phil um you know us arc was right right up front right in the main space um red line shipping it was great to see robin markland was right up there um in the main space it was just great to see all those guys and uh, like i said we'll have phil on soon um i leave on monday for a few weeks so it'll once again likely be a couple of weeks before uh, we get another episode to you guys um but uh, i'm around for most of the month of november believe it or not uh, so hopefully we can get a large amount of, uh, of recordings done and we can kind of catch ourselves up. Um, I think, uh, we're, we're on the push now. This is technically, this is episode 96. I accidentally marked it as 95 when I made the episode, but, uh, 95 was the season recap and stuff. Uh, so this is officially 96. We are four away from the big 100 and, uh, dude, that seems crazy, man. A hundred episodes. Oh yeah. 100 episodes uh on that topic i want to give a shout out to uh bill strand from the uh chameleon academy podcast and the reptile entrepreneur podcast he and i did uh a podcast episode talking about um podcasting versus youtube and uh the pros and cons of of doing each and potentially doing both and uh he and i are going to be doing another podcast um on the 23rd a live stream podcast uh, talking about live streaming a podcast because it is a, a another element um, of doing what we do. The first one that uh, we did was pre-recorded, um, yeah. and uh, he is very much into podcasting. And it was it was actually really great getting to talk to him. I met him at Animal Con, and uh, he had some uh, some cool insight as far as different uh, software that we could use uh, that could help video quality and and stuff like that. So. Um, I'm excited to learn more from him and excited to do this. So check out the reptile entrepreneur, uh, podcast, find them on Instagram and, and all that stuff. Um, Bill is a fantastic person and, uh, a chameleon wealth of knowledge. Um, you know, he, he really is a good guy. So go check him out, go check those podcasts out. And, uh, that is about that. So Rob, as we close, what, sir, in the realm of reptiles, has you excited about reptiles right now? Stephen Cush's Barnack Man, three clutches, 2020, 20, oh, sorry, 2022. He's killing it, man. I'm I'm just like super pride, uh, pumped, really proud of him. That's like incredible. And just seeing more captured red drugs is just the best. And then every time that someone messages me and is like, hey, you're your Barnack Man, I'm like, go talk to Stephen, please. Yeah, talk, to talk to Stephen. He produced way more than me. I've been waiting for 10 years for these 10 babies. Yeah. Go talk to me. One baby for every year of waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So I've, I've just been super hyped about, about his clutches doing the stuff that he's doing. And uh, a big shout out to him. He's incredibly accomplished for how young he is. He's incredibly accomplished, period. But just it, it compounds because of how young he is. Um, Sure. So big, big shout to Stephen Cook. Uh, all the stuff he's doing. What about you? What do you got that got you hyped about uh, about reptiles right now? Reptiles. Um, two things. So one, uh, just 
going back to meeting certain people at, at Tinley that, uh, that knew who I was, that I, I didn't know, knew who I was, that, that was just kind of like, they gave me the warm fuzzies. Cause I was like, oh, it means I'm doing good things. Uh, mm-hmm. that's just, that's a selfish one. Uh, number two is I'm not, I'm not trying to overwork myself, but I'm, I'm geeking myself up for, uh, the upcoming breeding season and, uh, really putting some size on, uh, on the Amazon tree boas. Cause this coming season is going to be the year I really do the push on the Amazons. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of geeked about that and seeing what's, uh, what's potentially available. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So those are the two things for me. Well, did you see the bicolor that Brittany, oh man, I'm going to butcher her last name, uh, Portanti, or Brittany P produced it, this bicolor that is the nicest bicolor I've seen since Skittles, which is from please one of my friends. Me. Please send me that. I don't think I saw that. It's on Facebook. It is absolutely immaculate. Like, Nicest bicolor period. Is that the one that was silver and red? Or when it hatched and now it's just like a really crazy looking bicolor? Like were there baby photos in the post? It it was a she had a litter of babies and it's a litter a baby that was born in that litter and it is just like it's a brand new baby, but it is like okay an incredible bicolor. It's 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 amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, then yeah, I missed that. Please tag me in that if you can find it. <laughs> tag me in that because I missed it. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, who the heck is that? That guy, the guy in Canada that had those crazy colored leopard like uh, Amazon a while back. The ones I've been staring at a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, Amazon tree boas, guys. That's where it's at. <laughs> But uh, all right, Rob, if people want to find uh, out more about you and what you're doing and where you are when you're not at Tinley, uh, where can they go to find uh, find you? Uh, TikTok at Rob is keeping it real and Instagram, Rob is keeping it real. That's it. Bam. What about you? Bam. Uh, everywhere, just everywhere, because I dislike living. Um, no, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram uh twitter uh vero i joined vero to see what the heck that was as far as a social platform and i I don't understand it but uh, if you're on it and you want to follow me figure it out it's all at brass man um at brass man reptiles uh tiktok there too um let me do a quick quick scroll through uh, app land and see i think that's it so (laughs) and of course youtube for sure at brass man reptiles um yeah check it out uh yeah that's it figure out what's going on where i'm at and uh for anybody (laughs) james james hill has already followed me on vero thank you very much james (laughs) that's amazing um wow and is already liking photos you are a monster my friend Um, (laughs) uh but yeah so that uh that's it and uh you can go like my three photos on vero and if for anybody that cares and wants to know what's happening musically, uh, it's the next two weeks, I'll be away for music stuff. You can check out my uh, my Twitter or sorry, not my Twitter, my Instagram. Uh, well, Twitter, too, at JT Music one zero nine two. 
Um, I'll be posting updates. I'm doing a few shows and some studio work uh, and some teachings. I'll be posting a bunch of stuff on there. Um, thank God for Tinley. So I have reptile content to post for those two weeks while I'm away. So, <laughs> but, uh, but that's that guys, we will catch you, uh, on the next episode and, uh, yeah, that's it. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.